Restoring the balance of pro wrestling radio. The Ministry of Slam Radio Show. We are live on the Information Super Highway Glorious Monday to all. We're live again, Tess here till Ministry of Islam again. You all right, dude? I'm keeping my eyes open. I am awake. Good. Uh, nice I'm good. I'm good, mate. How are you? I'm right. Question. Is there a thunderstorm going? Not not Tony Storm and Thunder Rosa going over your house, but right now, because Tesla's is about 40 minutes away into the depths of Dorset. I live on the coastline of Dorset. There was a thunderstorm that came across. Did that come to you? Yeah, we had some thunder and lightning, but the lightning seemed to be further away and it's kind of quietened down. So we only got a little bit of it. Oh, but uh, yes, it's the tell you what, Tess, there was thunder and lightning last night at All Out. Goodness me, was there. There was definitely thunder and lightning. <laughs> I don't think that's appropriate. But there, man, what, 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 dude, we are here. We're just going to get straight into it, aren't we, Tess? All mm. Out, All Out. Welcome, everybody, to the Ministry of We are live again here. On this YouTube channel, if you are new here, please hit the like and subscribe if you're watching it in VOD. And later on, ladies and gentlemen, we will be taking some calls if you want to call in and talk about all the events of All Out. We also quickly watched highlights of NXT Worlds Collide. Didn't see all of Worlds Collide after the Monster Drive to Cardiff and all the travel and stuff. We had a little bit of a wee wrestling break before we got into All Out. So we've seen the results. And I think you've got to say, haven't it, has the, the results kind of were as expected going into it. Yeah, yeah. And look... No yeah i mean not not always necessarily in a bad way but yeah. yeah it was very much it was kind of yeah you could you could probably predict really the results of a lot of these matches um and to be honest i was kicking myself for completely forgetting to do the um the prediction league i haven't done it the last no, couple sorry, times rick. And, all yeah, that sorry rick i could have uh i could have hopefully done quite well on that one but i think a lot of people probably would have done i had dpd deliver me 500 flyers to hand out a clash at the castle today tez Oh, today. Um, thanks, DPD. Yeah, thanks, DPD. Lovely. Thanks, DPD. Bit late there. <laughs> Luckily, I complained. They gave me a refund, and then I've got the flyers still. And I managed to get oh. other flyers printed, so I've got some more money uh, uh, back. So I got and did hand out a lot of flyers. So if you had a flyer and check out the Ministry of Slam at Clash of Castle, thank you very much, Tez, and everybody else who was there. It's good. been a busy weekend for wrestling, guys, and great to see everyone in the chat room. Welcome, everybody. Uh, good to have you guys here. So, Tez. Shall yes. we just get straight into it? Let's just jump straight in. I'm gonna put the first. chat chat on the screen, and we will definitely be taking some calls later if anyone does fancy calling in. So the uh, we had the pre-show Tez. Mm. Um, so for us in the UK, the trouble we had, I I went to bed before the pre-show started, and yep. I didn't want to log in. Much like Tez, I didn't want to log into YouTube because I knew by the time I woke up, it would show the results. Oh, punked is this? This happens. Oh my god. You know, this guy debuts for AEW. So I didn't watch the pre-show uh, live or I didn't see the results before I watched the pay-per-view. Basically, I watched the pay-per-view like, pay and then watched uh, the, the pre-show. Um, it was all right. I didn't, have you seen the bit where um, Ty Conte or Ty Mello kicks Ruby Soho and Ruby Soho landed on her neck and he broke her neck? Oh, no, I, I've literally, like um, like I said, I, I avoided YouTube. Um and I wanted to watch a bit of like non-wrestling content this evening. Like I caught bit. I watched the event throughout the day, like breakfast, lunch break, 
after work so it was all broken up and i just i haven't touched youtube so no i haven't seen any of uh any of the pre-stuff what happened what happened with her neck uh like sammy Guevara's holding her legs she's hanging her legs are here bent over his shoulder sort of thing and then mm. ty runs against the ropes and boots ruby in the head and sammy just lets her go she lands on her neck like basically could have broke her neck in the ring like brutal looked brutal mate um and i bet mm. ruby so is not too pleased about that one um but yeah i think all the mm. pack defeated kip saving hook defeated angelo parker and then, um, yeah, Eddie Kingston defeated Tomohiro Ishii. Um, uh, the good, bad, ugly, not bad, but a whole lot of ugly, says Mr. Prices, I think he says on that. But let's get into the main card test, because there's, there's, there's still 10 matches to talk about, and then this media scrum. There's so much to talk about, guys, on this 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 whole pay-per-view. Mm. Um, I, think, I think what you got to say, though, the vibe in that room, yes, it was smaller than Cardiff, I feel like the energy in that room was very heightened. Uh, was was it on par with Cardiff's energy? Um, I mean, it's it's difficult because like I've not watched back um, on the the TV presentation of Cardiff, so like I've kind of got that internal experience of how it all sounded and you know when the audiences when when the audience was hot and when when they weren't. Um, but I think the crowd were excellent here uh, and. You know, when we were chatting yesterday, um, my my hype levels grew as we started talking through the card. Yes. You know, as which which was which was good. Um, and and uh, on the whole, I think the action was generally good. I think I'll just say that to begin with. Like, I think it was a good in ring action pay per view, and the crowd were great. Really, the crowd were great on certain bits. They were they were good. Some bits, some matches they dropped, which we'll get to um, later on. I think. But um, so we went straight into the ladder match. We had uh, we had uh, Dante Martin, Roosh, Andrade El Idolo, Ray Phoenix, Penta El Zero, Miedo, Wheeler Uta, and Claudio Casagnoli and the Joker come in this match. But what do you think? I like I like these um uh casino ladder matches where it's like a Royal Rumble and anyone can win at any time. I quite mm. like that vibe. I do like it. Yeah, I think this match. Um, I I did enjoy the match, but I did kind of feel, I don't know, it felt like it never fully went into ladder match craziness. Top, top it, gear, yeah, it didn't feel like a hit SmackDown. Here comes the pain ladder match where everyone starts going crazy. It did with no. Dante Martin. I mean, he was really cool, and like there was bits where he jumped up and landed on top of the ladder and nearly climbed over everyone. I thought that was wicked good. Um, I thought some of like the yeah, I, I agree. Like it, like. A lot of it, these guys in this match were very much like non-events. There was the Canadian Destroyer mm. on Andrade from Penta, I think. That was brutal. Um, yeah. But that was, that was probably about it for Super Duper Ladder. Ladder there, moves, I think. There was, there was one a... moment which I think... I don't know if maybe something went wrong or if it did go to plan, it was kind of odd and that was like the show of strength for claudio when he was lifting yeah. up the ladders that were together made the x-men symbol yeah like it was impressive strength wise but at the same point i was kind of thinking is this going to plan i'm not sure it's felt like no, i think something went wrong yeah it felt like something was a little bit off there but to be honest not so much talking about the results for the card but i did find quite a few of the finishes did seem to kind of just be a little Out bit of nowhere off yeah a little bit anticlimactic like again not who won but just how some of the matches finished all of a sudden um, yeah yeah i mean there was another thing someone else i think roosh put 
I can't remember Ray Phoenix for a table, but no, it wasn't. It kept on missing a few bits with this with the shooting of the event as well. I thought like some of the cameras missed missed a few bits. And now, yeah, I do yeah. agree that X ladder spot. It didn't fit because ladder matches. They're like a computer game, aren't they? Just go bananas. Mm. Ladders everywhere, smashing through ladders, and this one didn't feel like it sort of kicked off. It was only fourteen minutes, Tez, as well. I think this is probably one of those situations where, as much as on paper, flippy guys in a ladder match is great. And lo- you know, loading it up with them seems to make sense for all the possibilities. Um, and like we said yesterday, in terms of who we think the Joker could be, that Claudio could be potentially the strong man because obviously he's ridiculously, ridiculously strong. But sometimes you need that balance of having like a, a big boy, like yeah. back in the day, it'd be like a Kane or a Mark Henry, just the someone where it's their input is the strength and power stuff. Yeah. Um, to kind of like mellow things out a little bit. Maybe not the right word there, but yeah decent but it did feel a bit of a non-starter in places which seems odd to say about a ladder match i agree and then it comes down to the well no all these guys dressed in black so like mr price says the aw retribution come down mm. um beat the crap out of all the guys in the ring and then one of them climbs up the ladder and it's stokely hathaway now yeah. question what if you're going to take your mask off anyway why do you t- why do you come down in the mask do you know what I mean? Let's all wear very... masks and then just take them off. Fuck it. It was very... I had very conflicting views on this because initially when it was happening, I was thinking, man, what what happened to this? We're not like WWE company. This, yeah, it yeah, it yeah. felt very, you know, 2000s... Well, felt like 20 years. A WWE. pandemic, WWE, retribution. Yeah, retribution. Yeah, it did kind of feel like that. But then at the same point, I was like, okay... So we are doing something with all these people Stokely's been talking to. So I can't get, I can't piss on it too much, you know, because it's pulling together. I know, but the, the, I just uh, the, the logic of it, right? We're going to do this. Really yeah, the masks. Let's, and then this hein- masks let's, let's go rob a bank, right? Everyone wear masks. We're going to do this heinous act. So we're going to rob a bank, go to the bank, rob the bank, guys. And then I know how we'll get away with it. Let's take our masks off. <laughs> that's essentially what they did <laughs> I don't know what they, wrestling it always happens in wrestling and it's brilliant um, and yeah. uh, Miguel says for dramatic effect um, but yeah so yeah we did find out why Stokely's been recruiting loads of guys and W Morrissey was there W Morrissey mm. and Ethan Page could be quite a good little uh, monster big boy tag team yeah uh, Ethan Page is a bit smaller but it could be quite good just thought about that and then in one of the biggest signings in AEW history Bloody Symphony for the Devil starts playing. Unbelievable, Tess. How much must have that cost Tony Khan? Rolling Stones uh, classic Symphony for the Devil. I mean, I did see in the chat Fran uh the Canon said something pretty pretty uh asked a good question. The big question, did Tony pay for Symphony for the Devil or just shared his unicorn sprinkles with Keith Richards? I don't know. Maybe maybe he did, but uh, <laughs> they both got loads of money. But that must have cost them so much money for that one track. Uh, unbelievable yeah i mean i i think so but then at the same point it does it's been featured in a ton of films it's almost like the stones version of uh what's that hail um hall and oates song you make my dreams come true that's in every rom-com advert so i wonder if it's one of those ones where it's like you get a discount on this because it gets used a lot yeah 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 but man um but yeah and then this guy comes down in a cool mask and did you know it was mjf straight away did you suss um, it was him? I did when he'd done a little skip. He'd done a little I, skip getting into the ring and he bobbed his head. There was a certain movement with his head where I thought it was MJF, but at the same point, I was sort of thinking, I've almost dismissed this MJF chatter because it's been such a, you know, 
since he's gone every other week is like, oh, it's probably going to be MGF coming out. Yeah. So part of me did think, oh, for, for flip's sake, who's Tony Khan signed now? We got another new person on the roster. So I wasn't a hundred percent, but I did think maybe. Did you think it was well done when? Well, I I know we're saying like we don't like the whole oh it's like a WWE thing in a way because mm. AEW's not supposed to be like that. I did I did quite like it because through the whole they didn't play on it anymore. The the Joker won it at the first match and there was maybe a one mini highlight package halfway through. Yeah. And that was it. There was no mentions of it. Oh, he robbed everyone or anything like unbelievable. It was it, they didn't really mention it anymore. Um, I quite I quite enjoyed. It. Although his mask was just like Andrade's as well a little bit, but the the white mask version. Andrade had the black mask. Yeah, it kind of reminded me of, um, I th- strangely enough, like the Marvel Spider-Man game, because I'm sure that they had that kind of like almost kind of Asian-inspired mm. like uh, devil mask. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I quite like the look of it, but um, I did ha- kind of have that half thought in my head of, uh, God, who who signed now? Who yeah. else has come in? Miguel, could you imagine MJF having a list of demands and the song being licensed was one of them? Maybe he did. You never know. You never know. But I thought it was quite a good little story thread through the whole show. And the match yeah. didn't get super on special move uh, accelerator like a ladder no. match, like most no. ladder matches do, which was a shame. Uh, and then, Tez, we went to the next match, which was fantastic. The Elite, Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks with Brandon Cutler and Michael Nakazawa. Defeat Hangman, Adam Page, and the Dark Order. What do you think about this, dude? Yeah, it's it's one of those matches where the result was what we kind of expected. And as much as I almost kind of wanted anyone but them, just because mm. it just seems a bit too obvious, but then that's the way they were going. And I think the match itself was great. Um some again, like we mentioned yesterday, when um, John Silver and Alex Reynolds start going for yes, their real yes, fast repertoire, yes. those are so good. Yes, um, but at the same point, you can't discount what Kenny and the Bucks do. Oh, you know, man. they've got they've got their shtick, but it is excellent. So I can't I can't fault it. Um, and I thought the finish was actually really good. This is probably one of those ones where I did think the way they got to the end, yeah, worked probably the best out of most of the cards. Yeah, 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 yeah. I liked it. I, I I thought the whole match, I liked it having Kenny. Kenny Kenny is super Kenny. Kenny's back to being Kenny and he looks jacked as well. He's been working oh, yeah, out his, a lot, hasn't he? His his shed all his kind of, you know, uh ailments and coverings and there was things like did he look a bit porky when he returned with the um compression shirt? But I mean no, yeah, he's probably no. in the best shape of his just, just super career, muscles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Robert Dinkins Bray Wyatt was bluffing. I was not happy some some old you know what uh dinkins car made over a million in 100 million in a year time frame very crazy and the product is not even four years old yeah so is making good money i think that's uh if only seven got the three over a hundred million in a year i'm not sure three years i think uh, if only Silver got oh, the three, years, also yeah. Alex Reynolds getting a massive ovation. Love seeing it. Long time coming. Once again, Elite wins, LOL. But I think for the story and having Kenny back, Elite had to win. And I don't, you know, the thing is you had a lot of other trios matches on this card, which was a bit bit strange, I guess. Um, yeah. But does that bode well for other future trios matches, I guess? I don't know. I mean, I guess potentially the reason they were doing that was maybe to go, look, it's not when it's not a trios thing where we've just got the one team and they're the champions and everyone else is put together yeah. i guess maybe it was to kind of go look there's a rich group of potential um title opportunities you know there's other trios out there i don't know but 
I, I would say that for a four hour or so card, like main card, and I did watch it in blocks, it didn't feel as bloated as I thought no, it was going No, it didn't to. actually. I, have, I agree. Did you yeah. think um, the through line of, of Hangman not letting, I think, John Silver, was it, kicking on Matt Jackson's back? Uh, stopping him doing that. Do you think that was good? Do you think that played up well? I don't. I don't really think that played up um, through the match. I think if some if it had occurred a few more times, it would have been more storyline fodder. It happened fairly early in the match. Yeah. And I don't think we got too much. I mean, obviously there was the mix up at the very end of the match. Yeah. Um, which hopefully doesn't become one of those storyline things of they now. I don't trust you. Yeah. Yeah, when it's like literally just watch a TV like watch it back um i was so and then stupid. rob a bank wear a mask and take them and off then rob, the <laughs> yeah um but yeah, i think if they'd have done that a few more times you know other instances where they're just like what the hell are you on our team or their team doing yeah, it just yeah. the once very stop early why like stopping a, a bit of a like that should and they should have match. got a bit annoyed with him for stopping him beating up matt jackson's back like, stopping yeah. the shit, but they didn't really get too annoyed with him and then if he hit the buckshot lariat on to john silver that could have been a bit of sign like you're on their side anyway or yeah, yeah, Some you, you, know, you were never, you were never on our side, blah yeah. blah blah. Yeah, maybe, man. but yeah, good, good match. I, I did enjoy it, dude. I did enjoy it. Yeah. Then, mate, we had the next match. It was Jade Cargill versus uh, with Kira Hogan and Layla Gray versus Athena. Jade Cargill coming out green because she likes money, not because of She Hulk, according to Excalibur. I don't think they could reference the fact that she was She Hulk. Yeah. It was a bit weird. Of course, she's She Hulk. But Escalab's because of money. That's why she's green, not because of She-Hulk. I was conflicted with this because, like, I I liked the reference to the She-Hulk, and I know she loves her cosplaying. She I thought she looked great as She-Hulk. She did look great as She-Hulk, yeah. But at the same point, I have it in my head where I'm like, oh, man, why do wrestlers keep cosplaying when you're meant to be a badass yourself? But... It is very current. It's an, you know, it's it's a new new show. It's getting a lot of buzz, and she did look. It was probably one of the better cosplays that yeah. Arisa's done. Yeah, I think she actually looked better wearing those that gear than she does in her normal gear, which is a little bit. She looked better with the wrestling boots and how she looked. What you know, I thought she looked quite mm. good with the white wrestling boots and talking about wrestler outfits again. Classic Emma. Yeah. But no, I thought she looked good as a She Hulk, and the match was a mess, especially after that elite match. Very messy. I didn't. A bit Athena a... looked well pissed off. She just looked really pissed off with it, didn't she? I thought. Yeah, the thing is, like Jade. Jade's a great presence. Um, and I, I know it's been talked in the, in the past uh, about her promos, but I think she does well in terms of being an arrogant, an arrogant badass who backs it up. Like she doesn't need to say much, and if she needs to do a longer promo, she's got Stokely Hathaway there. Ah, yeah, um, yeah. So I don't mind her her promos. I mean whatever um the it was sloppy it was sloppy and i know that athena's capable of a lot better and i think i don't think it's on her but yeah man it she was... should have been in the full way instead of sheeta yeah. maybe although i do like i do like she sheeta miguel laugh at that wasn't basically because warner owns dc yeah that's probably what it is actually i forgot about that why they mm, said it was because uh, yeah. she likes money not because of she hulk um but no i thought i thought it was okay but after the elite match it made the match look a bit Look, look and, the wrestling looked very sloppy. And this was another one where the finish, there's some sloppy movements, and then we got to the finish, and it was like, oh, well, okay, so this is a four-minute, 20 match. Right, yeah. okay. It, it felt like a bit of a kick in the teeth for Athena, um, and hopefully this isn't one of those things where she has this match, 
and then we don't see her on the main TV for a while. She's doing the odd thing against jobbers on dark. Like she is a lot better than yeah, you know, like a Marina Shafir or whatever. So yeah, hopefully she gets some opportunities at least for the main women's title. Yeah, man. Yeah, and then we had the ne- next match: Wardlow and FDR defeated Jay Lethal and the Motor City Machine Guns. Um, what do you think about this? I thought it was good seeing the Motor City Machine Guns there, and you just want to see them versus FTR in a match, don't we? Really? Yeah. And I, I was thinking, like, am I confused? Because, like, have I got it wrong that why is Wardlow not... Why is the TNT belt never defended on the pay-per-view? Is it because it's some TV thing where it has to be defended on TV? But Jade's defending the TBS. Yeah, exactly. The match, the logic, so that's not the case. The logic um, goes out the window. <laughs> so I, I just think for, for... I think the last three or four AEW pay-per-views, the TNT title has been in some weird ladder match. No, not a ladder match. A weird, um, like, tag match. Multi-person tag match. And it needs to not happen i feel like it needs to be in proper matches like it's a secondary title it should be like badass shouldn't it badass matches and two guys banging heads but it was all right i guess the ending was nice with um dax's uh daughter coming out yeah that, yeah that was cool that was cool um, and joe coming back and somehow busting himself open yeah i don't know how he did that <laughs> i got no idea no um yeah it was a it was a an all right match it wasn't amazing um and i do think that we should hopefully get just motor city machine guns versus uh ftr um it's just an unspectacular match wasn't it and i guess not every match is obviously going to be five star but it was fine i thought it was fine i think think the thing is if you get to this point in the card though i mean you've had the elite match which is really good the ladder match was not very much like a super duper ladder match the elite match is is superb and then you're, you're getting into like jay cargill this 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 uh sick this trios match again not a, not a great match i guess and then the next match with powerhouse hobbs and ricky starks ricky starks come out like a, looking like an absolute star as well how he was dressed oh yeah i like his new and his music's style. brilliant as well um and this 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 finish came out of nowhere as well. and powerhouse hobbs pretty much dominated ricky starks for the whole match i thought it was strange because they didn't play up anything like well not that i can remember they didn't play up anything about like a uh, an injury yeah. on Starks that he wasn't 100%. Uh, I don't know if Powerhouse Hobbs' finisher is usually the... I think it might be. but Spine the, um, Buster. Spine Buster. Yeah, it just it felt a bit odd, um, considering this has been like a feud that's been an alright feud, but on and off. So, yeah, I don't know about this one. I think it's strange how it goes forward. What, what's Powerhouse Hobbs going to be doing next? Um... And it didn't feel like it was the super blood feud they made it out to be. And I agree with M- the Miguel and chat. Ricky Starks does deserve more. He's he's like, he is a big star. He can be a really big star, that guy. Um, and I feel like him losing clean without, like you say, any injury is, is, is interesting to see what happens to him going forward, I feel. Because he should be up there much more than, than where he is losing that match. Yeah. Uh, but then, then AEW haven't got any big dudes i mean imagine but imagine just setting this up what about powerhouse hobbs versus wardlow now yeah i'd like you know, that because cool, like if powerhouse hobbs wins this against ricky starks as he could easily challenge for the tnt title now now that could be a cool match for grand slam i'm excited yeah i i mean i hopefully i mean ricky starks i think will definitely be be getting some opportunities going forward but i mean powerhouse hobbs for quite a long time really since really being in um in team taz has more been the background muscle. Yes. Um, and it's a shame because he 
we know what he can do. So um, I think he'd be a really good opponent for uh, for uh, Wardlow. I'd like to see that. I think so. Mm. Um, yeah, no, I, I, yeah, I agree. I like that. I thought it was good. It, it, it was, it was good how Hobbs won, and if it goes forward with Wardlow, that'd be good. But I feel it's a shame for Ricky Starks. But like um, Baby Ice, is it Baby Ice has just said? Um, uh, Starks and then he's build up uh, powerhouse Hobbs so Starks looks better when he does get his revenge on him uh, but again yeah. still we're like into the fourth match on the main card and there's still no super duper match well the elite match is super duper the rest of them is just so, seem very much lesser than I feel uh, yeah. but then it all changed I felt with a team that I'm not too into Swerve and Our Glory Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland versus The Acclaimed um, now I'm not into Swerve and Our Glory to be honest I don't. I feel like they're a put-together tag team, although they say they're not anymore. But man, that crowd wanted their claim to win so much, like unbelievable. This was my match of the night. Yeah, I, I thought this match was excellent. Um, just so many great um, close finishes near the end, and the crowd loved Billy Gunn or Daddy yeah. Ass. Um, just everything about this match was excellent, and I think I'd have loved the acclaim to have won. And especially with the the mishaps that happened with Swerve and Our Glory, but yeah. at the same point, I do like Swerve and Our Glory, and they had a real strong showing. And like, yeah, I think this was this was excellent. Look, there's always tension with Swerve and Our Glory as well. Like even mm. in that presser, which you can say, is it kayfabe? Is it like Swerve saying I got I got to push Keith, Keith Lee to be better? I didn't see how Keith Lee in the press scrum did say he enjoyed the fact that he was getting booed, which he never normally gets, and it pushes them to lean into that sort of heel heelish yeah. ways a little bit more um, but that crowd was so hot for the acclaim it's a, it's a shame the acclaim didn't win I have to say because uh, I think it would have been a moment for them uh, yeah, but maybe exactly. they'll get it at Grand Slam because that's going to be the next big event isn't it they're going to build the Grand Slam um, that's be the next one, uh, yeah. Mr. Price is quite jarring Keith Lee as a heel yeah he said he's, he's never really done it a lot Mr. Price so it was quite strange for him to feel like that but he did like leaning into it he did enjoy that um, so yeah that was a good match that was probably my second favorite match so far after the elite match i feel uh, at this point in the card and then we had yeah. the match where i feel like the crowd did die down a bit tony storm uh defeated brit baker jamie hater and akara shida um one thing though with this we were saying maybe it'd be if jamie hater wins or brit wins and then it continues that that fight this could be quite good because you might have a, a situation where you've got jamie hater and brit having a feud in AEW that doesn't involve one of the belts because you don't really get them yes. very much in AEW too much it's always as oh, we've got to be for the TBS or for the uh, main belt, the world title. As much as this is one of those matches where it was like, I thought good match, but you know it had that almost expected finish. Like I, we kind of thought Tony Storm was probably is he going to be Tony Storm or Britt Baker? Um, I yeah. liked the fact, like yeah, like Jamie Hayter basically had it won. Britt stole it uh, almost stole it from her and then was going to do like the lockjaw on her because like you say yeah they don't give the women anywhere near enough time that they should to be able to develop that division regardless yes. of if they say oh the guys are more over than the women so well, you can't get the women more over if you don't give them the time yes um so yeah i'm all for a story outside of the title a hundred percent so yeah, no i think it'd be great for the women's yeah. division uh it's a shame that hater didn't win or i don't think brit should have won shame hater no. didn't win but if it builds to hater maybe even beating brit in the end and then she goes on to beat tony storm or thunder rosa because she's built out that much and you're making more stars it'd be good i think the crowd loved hater 
in this match. And I think the more time that she's getting, like TV time of matches as opposed to just being muscle mm. outside the ring, the more the better because she's she's got it all really, I think. So um, hopefully, yeah, this leads into like a good long feud between those two or long build towards like a feud because um, you know Brit's probably going to try and keep her on side and say, look, it was everyone for themselves and you'd have done the same to me, but we're still, you know, interested to see how they handle that. But I think it's, it's good. It's, it's got us talking about the potential. I feel like Jamie Hayer works differently to the other girls as well on the, or the other ladies on the, on the roster. She seems yeah. a bit more legitimate with her wrestling maneuvers. And even when she gets beaten down, she fe- seems like she takes the beating and then just keeps on coming. And, you know, It'd be good to see her t- turn. So she'll be definitely babyface with a with a Britt Baker. This is going to be good. I'm, I'm more excited about that potential feud than Tony Storm being the the interim champion. She has like a legitimateness to her that some of the like women with you know fighting backgrounds or whatever mm. don't have. Like she just throws her all into the moves. She sells well, but she just does seem to come across like. She's she's a powerhouse that knows yeah. what she's doing. Um, yeah, I, th- I think there's sky's the limit for her. Uh, the Miguel back to the acclaim. Aren't they acclaimed from New York and New Jersey? Mention them winning at Grand Slam. Now that would be huge. But of course, they have announced Full Gear as well as from the New Jersey area as Ooh. well. So there's two big events in New Jersey for AEW. Um, so that would be huge if the acclaim do win the belts there. Uh, the Miguel said also says hater is so over. And Rick Moran Tony for me was at her highest in NXT UK. And then Rick Moran again about uh, Jamie Hayter. Her ring work is good. Her mic skills still need some work. I agree, but I think hopefully this can be brought out of her with Britt Baker. Um, you know, put, having a feud against those two is going to be really good, not just for the belt. Guys, if you're new here, please remember to hit the like and subscribe. This is Ministry Slam. We are live here very often on this channel. Our main night is Sunday nights, but we are right here now reviewing All Out and welcome to you. And if you're listening on the podcast feed, thank you very much as well. Welcome to the podcast listeners as well. That's going out on the podcast feed tomorrow where you can download on Apple, Spotify, Audible, everywhere you can get podcasts. So welcome everybody. Thank you for spending your uh, Monday night with us, especially if you're in America because it is Labor Day in America today. So I think it's a bank holiday in America, Tez, today. So thank you for hanging out with us tonight, guys, as we go through All Out and we will be taking some calls later on via zoom and then we had a match after the four-way tez which was mm. interesting one that i was very much hyped for and looking forward to go you know leading into this i did feel like the storyline peaked way before it should have but we had christian cage defeat jungle boy in 20 seconds after jungle boy came out and then luchasaurus came out the heel tunnel and then choke slammed him onto a railing onto like the, the ramp right and did you see a jungle boy's back afterwards i saw the picture oh my on goodness Twitter, yeah Oh my goodness, that must that was brutal. It like all these little slits on his back where he landed on this grate. And then uh Luchasaurus took him down to the ring, threw him in, and uh Aubrey's like, Are you ready? Do you wanna continue? Can, can you still go? And he's like, Yeah, do it. And then uh Christian speared him, jungle boy kicked out, and then he done the unprettier. Oh yeah, or kill switch. Kill switch. Called, was it yeah. the unprettier in WB? Yeah, yeah, that was its original name, yeah. Uh yeah, so I think it was, and then, yeah, so Christian beat Jungle Boy in 20 seconds. What do you think about this? Do you think, I mean, considering the storyline felt like it peaked, I feel like maybe they should have had a proper match here. But for the benefit of the pay-per-view, I feel like it was better that this wasn't, um, did go short, sorry, did only go 20 seconds. Well, I mean, going into this, I had, I was very much looking forward to this match. 
But at the same point, I was also hoping that it wouldn't just be a one and done. Like, let's see where they can go with this because they've done quite a lot of the backstage to and fro in. And yeah, I agree. I thought it did kind of almost feel like it peaked a little bit early. Um, interesting. And I guess, I guess we kind of get a bit of an answer as to why Luchasaurus <laughs> turned to side with Christian Cage and then turned to go back with jungle jack perry you know without saying anything that maybe that was part of the plan all along i mean i'm interested i'm interested to see because we we hopefully will still get jungle boy getting his uh his revenge but yeah it seemed a bit odd but it, i guess it makes sense in the show there's talk that uh christian might have been injured because he kept his shirt on i don't think he was i think this was clever booking because if they had another like imagine if they had a match and then they still done this where luchasaurus turned you'd just be talking about luchasaurus turning it's, they've got what they got out of it for only 20 seconds. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, so I think it held, had a benefit on the cards and Erratic Agent. For the benefit of those with flash photography, here's a 20-second match. <laughs> um, so uh, there we go. And then I thought it was okay. Moving on to the next match, Ted, which I felt that the crowd massively died for. It was Chris Jericho versus Brian Danielson. And, he, and Chris Jericho wins by a pinfall. What did you think about this? I didn't like it. I wasn't. I mean, the only thing that I liked is the fact that we got to hear White Zombie again twice. Mm. Um, anytime I get to hear White Zombie, I'm happy. Uh, yeah, I. The, it had its good moments, technical wrestling, and I, I was probably more interested by the backstage interaction afterwards with Daniel Garcia Yeah, because of what that's kind of setting up and leading towards for the next sort of match in terms of continuing this story but yeah it it just didn't really quite hit or I, I think it maybe could have benefited from being a bit shorter because i think this was the longest match on the card and the miguel the match wasn't as good as i had hoped it was uh as it was so old school but the match the match wasn't as good as i had hoped it was so old school feeling nah I don't. I think it was very much an old school feeling. I didn't. I don't feel the crowd were into it really either. Considering you got Daniel Brian Danielson there against Jericho in an all AEW ring, um, it felt like it wasn't a very good match. Like the crowd were not into this. They should have been more into it. I felt uh, maybe they were feeling a little bit fatigued and they knew what was coming up as well. Yeah, I maybe. Feel, I feel like uh, for Anna Kansas, I don't why get why Jericho won here. I feel like Jericho won because um, the main match is Jericho versus Garcia, isn't it? Yeah, I mean the thing is like um, Garcia backstage saying, um, you know, I was expecting you to have like a clean match, but you couldn't get through it without cheating, um, and uh, that's then leading to Garcia's match with Wheeler Uton. And said, look, we haven't got your back because um, Garcia didn't come out to celebrate at the end either. Uh, yeah, I, I didn't mind it. I mean, I do. It won't. It won't affect. Brian Danielson because he is, you know, obviously Way he's at that kind of that, level yeah. where he can he can lose, but he does seem to have been losing each time since his comeback. I think has he won once since his comeback from his injury? He won. Yeah, he beat Jacks. Uh, what's his name? Not Jack Swagger. He beat Jack Swagger. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh right. Yeah. Well, that's not really much of an accolade. Jake Hager. Jake Hager. <laughs> um. Yeah, I don't know. I just I wasn't really that invested in this match to be honest. Uh, to do to do me the Jericho vs Daniel match was a technical wrestling match. The crowd was hot for Jericho and Garcia is staying, Jer and Jericho and Garcia is staying in the JAS. 
I don't know if Garcia is going to stay in the JAS. I feel like he wants to, but Jericho will kick him out for not helping him or come and celebrate, which is strange. Um, and uh, Miguel, the Garcia is going to beat Utah, isn't he? That's on Dynamite this week. That was Ooh. at um, the ROH pay-per-view back in June, July. And I didn't enjoy that match because it was an ROH pure title match. I wasn't too into that. But then Daniel Garcia's character work has, got, has advanced so much more since then. So this could be a good match on Dynamite this week. Well, it will be a good match. Hopefully they don't do too much of the pure ROH title stuff. Because I myself am not into it. I understand why people are. My, my, my personal yeah. preference isn't too much into that. I feel. Um, but yeah, I, I felt like the, ma- the crowd wasn't so pumped for this match, to be fair. Uh, no. But I know some people think it was. Uh, the crowd was not hot after the tag match. And they didn't wake up till Punk and Mox from Baby Ice. But I felt like they did wake up for one thing, Baby Ice. And that was the appearance of Sting in the <laughs> arena. Because he came down with Darby Allen and the Miro, who beat the House of Black. What do you think about this, Tez? Sting, undefeated in AEW now for nearly two years. 11 do matches. You, do you think, like, because I've seen a couple of little bits on Twitter this afternoon after watching it. Do you think Malachi Black is is done? Like with AEW, like it's kind of seeming like well, he Kev at least wants out on Thursday. Uh, potentially, mm. he said that he's supposed to have turned to the crowd and blew a kiss and then walked off. Um, maybe I don't know. Uh, there's lots of backstage wrestling rumors going on. Mm. Oh, and there's a lot going on backstage. None there? of us know. Uh, <laughs> I think Malachi Black going back to the Fed will that be good? Would you think that'll be good? See, well, it will be good seeing him there. Oh, I. I... I, I love Triple his H. run in NXT. Um, so if they can do that, I mean, also Why just Eddie? before his re- he was released, the promos and stuff were really interesting. Yeah, and then they just never did anything. Um, so yeah, I, I it, it's painful, honestly, because I love the presentation of Malachi Black when he entered. I love the music, the headgear. I just thought this looks awesome. This is yeah, my yeah, sort yeah. of thing. The he's just like pure death metal um and i love his his in-ring style house of black being built yeah okay cool it makes sense he's like a cult leader almost but not you know bray wyatt yeah but then they've just kind of had new things to play with new wrestlers to play with so they've been moving further and further down i mean they're, they're second to the main event here so don't get me wrong with that but they just seem to keep losing and they recently. are in the ring with sting of course, Which must yeah. be quite cool for them, I feel. Yeah. Any of those uh, that, guys love being in the ring with Sting. And there was cool moments in this match. Like, I love the moment where Sting sort of motion, like, tag in, tag in Malachi. I want Malachi. I thought, yeah. Okay, cool. It does it does tease you don't see that match, but, I mean, I don't know. Could they actually do Malachi versus Sting if Malachi isn't I, going? I doubt it. I, I, th- I, I love the no-sell. The... Sting's got the Scorpion Deathlock and they're all punching <laughs> him. He's like, come on. It's brilliant. It's so good. Sting's I, brilliant. I, I, He's... I think... I think Sting's singles matches days are, they've got to be. I know, yeah. I mean, what is he, 63, 64? I mean, it's it's the moment, isn't it? It's the moment on the AEW pay-per-views that you you can't take it seriously. It's just great nostalgia and it's enjoyable, isn't it? And it's interesting to see what will happen with House of Black. It's interesting to see what will happen with Miro. I mean, Miro just left the celebration. Um if Malachi Black is leaving and they've had this feud, wouldn't it have been better for Miro to beat Malachi Black, maybe? And then just have Sting versus Sting and Darby versus Buddy and Brody add another match. Um, yeah, yeah. Mr. Price's Sting and Black even getting a tease in 2022 is freaking mad. 
I agree. I agree. Uh, but Sting, yes, yeah, Sting's mist wasn't very misty. He didn't have a lot of mist in his mouth, did he? No, no. Uh, I didn't even notice it until they said, oh, Sting with the mist. Yeah. Uh, it was cool, though. It was good. It's Sting, isn't it? It's Sting and Darby Allen um, with another guy, Miro. Miro, what I did like was Miro being a badass. She got this intimidating entrance from the uh, House of Black all coming in. Mm. And then Miro's the next one down the ring. And he just gets in the ring. It's like, bring it. I don't I care. Don't- the only thing I noticed with this match, and again, it could be because I was watching in, you know, in in, uh, in segments, I didn't notice um, a whole lot of Darby Allen in it. He didn't. It, no. The focus was a lot more on the Sting moments, Miro being a badass. Um, but yeah, I just I didn't really seem to notice much Darby Allen. Um, I don't see. Didn't seem to have that much of a presence from memory. But no, I agree. I think he he, well, he took a lot of bumps and he did get the win. I guess. Yeah, yeah, um, segment, yeah. But no, I think this wasn't the most extraordinary Sting match where he jumps off something, but it was still cool. And I think the crowd got hyped for it, but they knew what was coming next. Um, so it was good, dude. It, it, it was good. I mean, at this point, I was quite happy with the card. I was thinking, this is good. We went to the main event. I was hyped for it. I was ready. I was ready to watch it. It was about half past 11. I started it at about eight in the morning this morning. I had the day off today. And then we were in this in this main event, and it was CM Punk versus John Moxley. Um and that crowd were really hot. A lot of cheers for Moxley, though, I, th- I felt. There was a lot of, let's go Punk, uh, you know, or CM Punk, let's go Moxley. Yeah, I think as the match went on, he Mox did quite a good job of sort of turning the crowd against him, a lot of sort of flipping off the crowd and, yeah. uh, and that. Um, as soon as Punk walked out in his white long boys, which I thought did look a bit shit, I was like, <laughs> okay, well, he's going to be bleeding then. He's yeah. clearly worn white because they're gone to get bloody. They're gone to get bloody. Uh, oh, wow, Miguel. I saw it at a theatre and there was just me and three other people. Unbelievable, Miguel. Oh, no. Wow. That's not good, is it? If you could, I suppose you expect to go see it at a theatre and the whole crowd's going to be, hey, you got three guys in there, right? How you doing? One person starts cheering, the other two go, shh. Shh. God. I came to watch Spider-Man, the extended yeah. version. What's this wrestling? Oh, that's that doesn't look like bone saw. Yeah. Um, but, man, no... Do you think that they do lick the blood? I have to say that's disgusting. Oh, I didn't like that. Isn't bit. that not disgusting? Like, oh, I'll be someone's honest, bleeding, like... and he did turn to the hard camera though and go like this. So you're, like, am I licking my my tan now? Yes or no? The podcast is very visual, so you can you can hide it quite well. I'm so... sure that it cut to a side cam and it did look like he was slurping that up. I I'm a horror boy, as we know. I do my horror show. Um, and I'm normally fairly unfazed with sort of things. Like, I might have an opinion, but it normally doesn't get much of yeah. a reaction out of me. I generally was just like, that's that's fucking nasty. Like, obviously, they're all, like, testing and stuff. But in this modern age, it's like, come on, man. Like, It's gross. Hepatitis that, or anything. Dude, that's like gross. That. I mean, we just got through a global pandemic. Uh, let's go Let's go lick some blood. It's yeah. pretty great. And he didn't have any mouthwash like around the ring to like give a bit of a mouthwash afterwards, did he? You know, yeah. it was utterly gross. Um, yeah, just I cut that out because it's not a nice. I think I can't. I, I would love to find somebody who thinks that's a good thing. Oh, he's so extreme. It's brilliant. I mean, it's pretty extreme anyway. And they're just beating the shit out of each other, licking the blood off, licking another man's blood off his head, and taking it off him and licking it is pretty gross. I thought yeah. Punk worked well. Punk took a lot of the beating, but I thought he was good. Didn't show any signs of a bad foot at all, did he? No, I mean, generally, this was a good match. This was a really good match, actually. Um, it was good. That that was only, my only real sort of down point was the the blood licking thing. Um, I liked 
I, I liked the dynamic of it where the opening was kind of almost what happened a couple of weeks ago, but Punk on the offensive. Yeah. Hitting the finisher. Real, really good, like, um, false finishes and stuff. Yeah. I generally thought this was a good match. That The blood was the only bit that I was a little bit like, not the bleeding, because we knew that was going to happen at some point. I guess it was surprising that Moxley didn't bleed. Um, yeah. or didn't for the majority but well, I don't Punk know if tried to rip his end. earring out but it didn't bleed he had him in a hole I can't remember what hole it was I think everyone's doing that what's that move they do the elbows the Blackpool mm. oh, comeback oh yeah, yeah everybody's yeah. doing it now Jericho did it Punk did it stop it stop doing everyone's moves or two tombstones as well Jamie Hayter did one I can't remember who else did one there was also a put much earlier in the show where I can't remember who did the first bit but we also in the Wardlow Jay Lethal and that where um, one of them spits in the other one's face and we'd had that like a match or two before where I just thought, mm, okay, we've already seen that sign of disrespect and that's gross as yeah, well. Yeah, anyway. spitting is gross. Oh, Matt Jackson did, didn't he? Yeah, so yeah, we had the Matt Jackson do it and then oh. like a couple of matches later, um, I think it was maybe Jay Lee on Wardlow and I thought, guys, you literally saw that a few moments ago. It's not going to have any impact. It's still going to be gross. Yeah, but, yeah. yeah. Uh, Mr. Price, this was actually a foregone conclusion. Poor Moxie. You just knew after he unified the belts, obviously this was going to happen. The crowd is a bit fickle. Looks to the aftermatch. Um, so, Tez, um, mm. match aside and how good it was, what do you mm. think about this last three weeks, four weeks since Public Punk came back? Would you have preferred to have just had a match instead of this? He lost and then came back and found his love and all that do you think it just we would have got the same place if it was just punk versus mox interim versus uh find the undisputed champion i guess i guess looking back on it it does add another dynamic the whole self-doubt and the whole you know because talk about the media scrum i guess later on but the, he mentioned about his rehab from his injury and how difficult it was and the injuries that happened i think the only thing that i would probably say is I guess the difficulty is when he could come back for them to be able to start this program. And with All Out being in Chicago, it makes sense for it to yeah. culminate there. So, on reflection and seeing this match, I just think I wouldn't necessarily have minded the story so much if it had happened over a period. Like, let's say maybe if the return had happened, maybe at an All Out or a prior pay-per-view, happened as it did, real shocking maybe and then gave us a month or so to lead to this. I don't know. I mean, it just, it was the rushness that I didn't really like. Yeah, I agree. I I like, no, I don't know. I think for this match last night, I now like what they did because mm. I like the vibe of punk and, and it was always going to be punk with Chicago versus Moxley. Yeah. But I feel like it, Gave more emotion to it because he doubted himself, and it gave you those moments in the match where it was like, "Oh, oh no, he's done the same move. Is he gonna? Is he gonna? Is he gonna hurt his leg again? Yeah. Um, is he gonna get? You know, is, is, is his leg gonna be damaged? And Mox will turn on it. And and there's those moments when Mox would twist Punk's leg, and the crowd would boo because yeah. they know it's, it was the thing that cost him the match. Um, erratic agent. It made Mox look weak as a champ in the second reign. Yeah, uh, and the Miguel, the build-up gave us a reason to watch. Um, yeah, I mean, I would have booked... I was saying, Miguel, that I was pretty hyped for this main event more so than anything on Clash of the Castle uh, that we were go that we went to. But, man, um, yeah, I feel like coming out of it now after what they've done the last four weeks, I like it. I think it was 
good. It's different, and I liked I liked what they done. Ratings and all that other stuff aside, just as a storytelling device, I liked what they did. To be honest, on my my behalf. Yeah, and I think as well, like yeah, it was as much as I wanted Mox to win because I do prefer. I like what he's been doing as champion. I like his whole character. It, it made sense with it being in Chicago, a bit too obvious. But then, as we'll get to, I guess, in a moment, I think storyline-wise, it makes sense, Punk having the belt with what we got. Yes. So, after the match, Punk celebrating, all the lights go out. And then, um, what was it? And then a, a telephone call yes. that is recorded of uh, Tony going, look, I, I'm going to take one for the team and, and just give you give what the fans want, and I'll pay you this much money. Beep. Uh, doesn't say how much money it is. Yeah. Oh, you won't have to extend, and I put you in a casino ladder, 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 casino ladder match. Um, yeah, and then it cuts to uh, old ROH clip. Now I'm not a layman on. Uh, I'm a layman on ROH to be fair. And uh, it's Punk saying the best kind of devil is the devil you never see or, or something. I can't remember no, the line it's was. It's kind of a it's a classic kind of quote of um, the great people say like the greatest trick the devil ever oh, it, did yeah. was making people think he didn't exist. Yes, something along those lines. Um, yeah, and I guess that's why he the poignantness of the devil mask and um, uh, symphony for the devil. Yeah, and it was him, Jeff. Do you think he was going to cash it, cash in the chip? I thought no, because... I, I, I thought he was, and then all of a sudden it was like, oh no, he's not. There's not enough time. <laughs> no, as far as I know, and I may well be wrong on this because of all their different, like you know, the Sonic Ring uh, match, like the Face of the Revolution, all yeah. that. As far as I know, this gives him a match opportunity, but I don't think it's like Money in the Bank where he can run down and go, "I'm cashing in my chip." I don't know. I can't remember. Book him, and of course, the next pay per in yeah. New Jersey, and you've got Grand Slam in New Jersey. Yeah, so I think it's like almost like a number one contenders type match like you win this right. you get an opportunity as far as i'm aware chat can can obviously correct me but um yeah I mean, and also i saw there's only like two minutes left on the runtime, so i was like okay do you this... think his faction his new faction is going to play anything into it into this future feud i guess so i mean part of me does sort of think mjf's that big a big enough star he can just appear as himself you know we've had him yeah. in the pinnacle and uh, whatever else that you do, you know, Sean Spears. Is Sean Spears still with the company? I can't remember. I'm not sure. I thought I thought we'd do a tweet the other day about something. I don't know what it was. No. There's so much wrestling. Oh, uh, Juggalos for Life says yes. Oh, right. Um, but uh, yeah, so I guess see how it plays out. I mean, I don't mind a faction. It's a good thing. It's a good way to get people that may have nothing to do, something to do. Um, but at the same point, like, again, someone like W. Morrissey, he could just him alone could be a cool bodyguard, mm. but then I guess we kind of already had that with Wardlow, so. But I don't mind that. I mean, I mean I'm reserving judgment yeah, yeah. on on the faction. Yeah, I um, I think it's gonna be good. So it's gonna be it's gonna be good. It's gonna be a good autumn with this Punk MJF thing. I'm mm. excited about it. And then yeah, um, I, I think the 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 overall this match and a couple of others have done a good thing in that. Okay, I'm now looking forward to Dynamite a little bit more than I have maybe for the last couple of weeks when it's just been, I know it's going to be a bit of a rushed mess. Like, there's some good storyline things coming out of this, I have to say. Well, and remember, AEW, you know, did move their stories forward. WWE, after this big show we went to on, on Saturday, didn't at all. Still status quo. Well, Apart I mean, from Solo they, Sokoa. they did I minimally, like, um, Solo Sokoa, okay, you know, it's a debut from NXT. 
and also Dominic. But I mean, I, I just we we know our opinion oh, Dominic. on Dominic. He's just doing it because he wants to hook up with Rhea. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, I get what you mean. That that did feel kind of inconsequential in the grand scheme of things. Yeah, it did. After all the hype, it feels like it was a non-canon event for one of a better term, mm. um, like a bit like an interaction and. They could have laid the foundation for uh, something special in the UK if Drew had won. But the things with AEW, they did move the needle. Things have changed. It's reset everything for, for again, another next two months leading up to Grand Slam, leading up to Full Gear, where all the storylines go. And it's good, man. I, I I mean, I think people think that AEW was on a downer. It was just building to this pay for you. A bit of a contrived build and some stuff peaked too early with Christian and Jungle Boy and maybe the Ricky Starks powerhouse Hobbs and why FTR not in a match. But it was never bad. I mean, it was never bad like Raw was before Vince scandal came up. I mean, it was just a lot of stuff that isn't making too much sense. It's still pretty good. It's just take a step back, take a breath. And it's you can see that they had a plan because now going forward into the next two months or so, two, three months going up to full gear, there's a lot of potential good storylines we've got coming up. And I'm, I'm excited for it. Uh, coming out of Clash at the Castle, what we got? Roman, who's not on a pay view, Drew going at someone there's you know dom dominic and there's not a lot of stuff on the fed you know i know it's on the up in, in a way but you know let's just uh see where wrestling goes in the next few weeks it was an interesting summer now we're going yeah. into the autumn um it's going to be interesting um i know oh, dominic and mysterio on, on smackdown bailey bianca bailey they've still got to be patient yeah but there's a lot of stuff on the fed uh mr process but i think there's you know, AEW moved that needle and that storyline a bit further forward. And then Miguel, the ass boys have so much potential. Can't wait to see how this new group blossoms. Yeah. Oh, I am too. I'm interested in seeing that new group. Yeah, Will, do you think though, with this new group though, potentially going forward? Because of course, Punk was teaming with FTR. Could we get Punk, FTR and Wardlow versus MGF's new group? Uh, potentially, I mean, the, the the last thing before he got injured or before he, he went off was uh, him teaming with FTR. And I th I'm sure that there was a point during his injury where FTR or Punk may have tweeted something about um, them aligning again once he's back. So I wouldn't be surprised by that. But at the same point, I don't know. Like, I think sometimes keep the factions to separate things or keep i don't, I don't know i punk don't know. need backup and those guys would be the perfect backup for punk subject to all this press scrum stuff i can't see anyone else going with punk sting and derby i'm sure i'm sure any of the elite will be happy to tag with punk <laughs> yeah the elite and punk versus <laughs> be brilliant um but uh dude that was the event what would you score it so so let's before let press scrum aside you went to clash at the castle mm -hmm. we've seen it you were there this was a match. This was a big event with a good crowd. What was your highlight event? What was your favorite event? Favorite match, I think, just still definitely is uh, Swerving Our Glory and the Acclaimed. I was really invested in that match. And I like both teams. So it wasn't a case of I was I was watching because I wanted the Acclaimed to win, which I did. Um, but I just thought like it was such a well put together match. And uh, I think the crowd were ready. For the yeah. acclaimed to win uh but at the same point i don't mind swerving our glory keeping it that was probably my favorite match i think what about yours of the whole weekend or last night oh That's i mean yeah that that is my for the whole weekend, the whole like, weekend. I, just, I enjoyed clash but i just i thought that match was excellent my favorite match was i hate to say it, it was punk versus moxley although drew and roman i was sold i was in that 
Oh, that, that was incredible. I was in that stadium and we wanted Drew to win. And but then again, Gunter. It, it felt like sports. And, yeah. and it was re- wrestling isn't real. It's predetermined. But it felt like sports. We were there to watch this guy win. And I was fully invested in the whole one, two. Oh, no. Yeah. You know, it was it was brilliant being there at Clash. Um, Gunter and Sheamus as well. That was probably one of my favorites up there with Drew. I retract it. I think actually for, for the whole moments, I'm going to go with Drew and Roman was my favorite moment of the weekend but i think i'm a little bit biased on the fact that i was there if i wasn't there and that just happened in some arena in america or even in in scotland maybe and i hadn't gone to it because i didn't want to travel to the north of the united kingdom um (laughs) i think i would be swerved back to punk and moxley but so what was your favorite event out of the two Mm, that is a tough one I would pro- uh, I I hate to say it I would pro- but um, and it's surprising because of the difference in the hype going into it I probably would actually say all out the only reason being the atmosphere was incredible for clash a lot of the matches were great at clash but it was as we were getting into that final match when I got that kind of realization of the build for this, making this sound so monumental, and in actuality, this isn't really is. Yeah. Th- this isn't a SummerSlam '92. This is more insurrection than SummerSlam. It's funny, and it's that, a dirty word here. It's insurrection, it is though, isn't it? In the UK. Yeah, it just it <laughs> did. I did start getting that feeling because I was thinking, where's the big entrance ramp from where I could see it anyway? Where's the pyro for a lot of the entrances? Yeah. And I did get that feeling of, hmm, okay, right. This isn't quite the expectation. Whereas All Out, I did have lower expectations because I haven't enjoyed a lot of the builds, you know, the last few weeks. I wasn't even going to buy this, uh, like, you know, a week ago. I was only really going to buy it as part of the show, um, to be honest. Uh, But I generally enjoyed quite a lot of the matches. Mm -hmm. I think some of the endings just seemed like come out of nowhere. But I just, yeah, I I think probably... the matches were better. I, think. I bought it with fight credits. Well, I had a bit of a hoo-ha. I was going to watch it on my TV, and it was saying nineteen ninety-nine to buy this. And I thought, I'm sure I saw it was like seventeen quid when I was looking yeah. on my phone. I bought it on my phone. I started watching it on my TV, and after ten minutes, it stopped and said, "You've watched your free ten minutes. Now you need to buy the event." Oh no! And I was like, "What?" And so, in the end, I ended up having to just come out of the app, cast it from my purchases on my phone app, and it worked. But I thought. Ooh. Because it was in the purchase section. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, that's weird. Bloody fight! I just bought it with fight credits. Great. So all the, all, the, all the events I've bought in the last year, I managed to pay for all out. It's quite good actually when you think of it. Like that. it's like the Tesco's club card, but for wrestling. <laughs> I have to check my balance <laughs> at some point. Yeah, that's good. good yeah, plan. it cost twenty fight credits, and I had twenty four. Wow. So that's not bad. That's good. Um, I was quite down. So check that out, guys. If you if you use fight to buy a pay for you, check your fight credits, and sometimes you can buy these pay fees. It was good. Um. I'm pumped. I'm pumped to see what happens with AEW next and we'll see what happens on Raw tonight. Mm. Um, Right, so we get into it. The big news after last night as well at the media scrum. I'm going to play, as a lot of you have heard, um, the the CM Punk media scrum. I'm going to play it for you guys. If you haven't heard it, anyone, but this is what Punk said. It's four minutes. Uh, We can cut it off halfway through, but it's four minutes of CM Punk straight after the media scrum talking about Colt Cabana and how people were speaking out in public. Here we go. Okay, so you fancy yourself a journalist. Would you say you're friends with Scott Colton? So you're not friends with him? 
Oh, wow. Well, that makes two of us. My point is, if you fancy yourself a journalist, even if it's for the silly world of professional wrestling, and you have journalistic integrity, people who report things mostly that are bullshit and slanderous lies against myself, if you are friends with somebody, you blew my spot. If you're not friends with them, I apologize. But you should probably disclose who you're friends with. Um, I haven't had anything to do with Scott Colton in almost a decade. Probably wanted nothing to do with him even longer than that. It's fucking unfortunate that I have to come up here and speak on this when I'm on my time and this is a fucking business. Uh, why I'm a grown-ass adult man and I decide not to be friends with somebody is nobody else's fucking business. But my friends, if I fall backwards, will catch me. Scott Colton, I felt never would have. My problem was I wanted to bring a guy with me to the top that did not want to see me at the top, okay? You call it jealousy, you call it envy, whatever the fuck it is. My relationship with Scott Colton ended long before I paid all of his bills. I have every receipt, I have every invoice, I have every email. I have the email where he says, and I quote, I agree to go our separate ways. I will get my own lawyer and you do not have to pay anymore. That's an email that Seems I have. a little bit funny. The only reason the public event, did not it? see is because when I finally had to countersue him through discovery, we discovered he shared a bank account with his mother. That's a fact. And as soon as we discovered that fact and we subpoenaed old Marsha, he sent the email, oh, can we please drop all this? Now, it's 2022. I haven't been friends with this guy since at least 2014, late 2013. And the fact that I have to sit up here because we have irresponsible people who call themselves EVPs and couldn't fucking manage a target and they spread lies and bullshit and, and put into a media that I got somebody fired when I have fuck all to do with him, want nothing to do with him, do not care where he works, where he doesn't work, where he eats, where he sleeps. And the fact that I have to get up here and do this in 2022 is fucking embarrassing. And if y'all are at fault, fuck you. If you're not, I apologize. But what did I ever do in this world to, go, to deserve an empty-headed fucking dumb fuck like Hangman Adam Page to go out on national television huh? and fucking go into business for himself? For what? What did I do? Dave, what did I ever do? Didn't do a goddamn thing. What do you think, then, Tez? There's still, there's still another minute and fifty seconds of it. What do you think? What do you, what's everyone thinking about this? I mean, I've it's, got, it's. I don't know, dude. I've got a lot of mixed thoughts on it. Like, on one hand, I quite like sitting back and eating popcorn when someone goes off on one. Yeah. Um. In regards to whether it's a shoot, whether it's a work shoot or work, I, I don't know don't care i mean a lot of the sassy language being used i thought oh, maybe this I, I like i like the fact that he was just stuffing his face with cakes during this media scrum um i don't think what he was drinking was alcoholics as far as i know his straight edgery no, no, yeah. was that's his yes. big thing um uh, in regards to what he was saying to be honest it did make the whole um hangman page thing make a little bit more sense yeah because of how pissed off he seemed you know taking it on face value with this whole Colt Cabana thing. Yeah. And then it being brought up on TV. Um, I then, you know, because I said a while ago that I thought, oh, is he being a bit petulant? You know, like, 
going back to it after being out all this time, getting his receipt. I did think that was a bit petulant, but I do kind of make sense. It makes a little bit more sense because him saying he gave the kid an opportunity to speak to him. He never took the opportunity. Um, so I, I liked that. I, I did like that. Um, I thought it was very entertaining. The truthfulness of that or not, I don't know. But I thought Tony Khan looked like such a bitch. Like mm. when when uh, Punk arrived and Tony Khan's there, like <laughs> he's my best friend. And that was initially when I started thinking, okay, TK, you, there's got to be a difference between being the boss and being one Rain of the boys. In. Yeah, because you, how can you have any authority if you're there? Just like we're pals. And in that, he spent half the time sort of nodding, nodding along, which I thought when he's saying certain stuff about people that are supposed of to be a the high bosses. Rank, yeah, yeah, yeah. That does not look good. You're meant to have united front with your well, with everyone, but you meant to lead from the top. Um, and he, I mean, even even points where he got asked a question and Punk was then answering it for him, I just thought... Yeah, calling MJF, you always constantly wants to make me work with pricks. Yeah, I, I thought Tony Khan looked... <laughs> franchise just says TK was like Dominic when he saw Rhea. Yes, Franchise, that's the best line you ever said. <laughs> Honestly, um, fran- Franchise wins the award, whatever award wins it is. The award. Um, I think, for me... I'm just putting myself in that situation. I can totally understand what Punk said. I can understand it. It's his first time he's had a proper mic. If there's someone who... I've done creative projects before with people and I've had massive fallings out with them and I never want to speak to them again. People I considered friends, quite close friends. I don't want to ever speak to them again. Um, You know, recorded records and travelled all around Europe doing stuff and I would never ever speak to those people again because I cannot stand them. And if someone's throwing me under the bus for something I'm supposed to have done to them years ago, which they weren't even around... And on public, when you're supposed to be just doing business and building up a, a company, I can completely understand him being pissed off about it. I don't think I can understand him saying that first part. Maybe why well, I might appear saying this: this is bullshit. Mm. But then rein it in, just to say that this because of other people. Let's move on. Say your point. Throw a few people under the bus a little bit. But he, I think he went down too hard for what it maybe should be. He needs to rise above it. I feel. Uh, but I can understand why he did it 100% because I think if I was in that situation, if someone I don't want to speak to ever again, um, I would have done the same thing if they threw me under the bus for something I've not done. And I, you know, he said, I don't want nothing to ever do with him. I don't care where he eats and sleeps and yeah. any of that stuff. So um, I can understand from Punk's point of view. I feel like Tony Khan should have reined him in and stopped him, stopped him going on, stopped him still going on, throwing you know the elite uh, uh you know the uh, or the the bucks and hangman and uh, kenny under the bus because you know those those guys are important part of your company it's called all elite wrestling for yeah. a reason um and you know they were the part of the reason when it was all in that was the catalyst for the this whole company starting um you know tony khan maybe potentially needs to Rain is Rain is guy in is you know there's a lot there is a lot of interest in in seeing Punk what he does all the time he's on telly he's a big star I've realised that in this last year whenever Punk's about there's an awful lot of interest in him he is the main star of that company yeah um but rein him in a bit man don't let him do stuff like that because it becomes a talking point of the whole of the whole event rather than you know what's happening on Wednesday with MJF and that's what we should we had a semi work shoot thing with the phone thing at the end of the match that's great. Like that's interesting storytelling for wrestling. This is too much for me. I feel it went too far. I can understand Punk having his little rant, 
but then it went too far and he kept on doing it saying about working with little pricks maybe that's wrestling story about mjf but he, he also then buried our hangman a bit later on didn't he um, oh yeah again. he went he went hard on hangman he was also saying as well like the air that i got from it with him just just chowing down covered in blood still was like I'm kind of I'm kind of had enough. I'm not biting my tongue anymore. I'm going to answer the questions, and you know he was saying what he was saying to the. Uh, but it'd be those like press he... who reported on it because Hangman would have reported it to those guys, and then they would have reported on it and made Punk look like a like like they made Punk look. Yeah, it was. It very much seemed like he was like, look, I'm I'm on a roster with a bunch of kids who just kind of care about creating news for themselves, and it's talking about the minds that are in the back that are so you know useful people like Dean Malenko, Jerry Lynn and a lot of these guys and I guess he didn't name too many names on that side but like just think that they don't need to ask for um, advice or don't need to accept advice when it's given because they know better but they've never done anything Yeah, which I thought he's can't really be talking in that regard about like you know the Bucks and Kenny and that because obviously they've done a lot in, in Japan and, and Ring of Honor just not the WWE but it so yeah, it did kind of seem like everyone really was in his crosshairs. And I think the only thing that kind of then leveled that out a bit was when he said about, you know, he really cares for um, Adam Cole and really hopes that he gets better because he's yeah. a sweetheart. And that ties in because everyone seems to say, well, Adam Cole's just a really nice guy. He just seemed to be going in like, I think, yeah, so much earlier into that, as entertaining as it was, uh, being like a fly on the wall watching, TK just, as, he should have much earlier gone, okay, that that's enough questions we've got a lot of things to get yeah. through but he doesn't he just does not look like he has the balls to say enough and he's then got to deal with you know if we're going on the face that this is all legit let's just take it as that um because there's been some reports apparently of some of the the elite talking about breakout as well yeah talking about walking or whatever i don't know it's it's tumultuous mm. it's <laughs> That's the, at the very least, Tez. It's definitely tumultuous at the mm. very least. Um, and I think TK needs to rein his guy in. I can see Punk's angry. And he would come backstage. I don't know. Dude, I don't know. I, I don't know. It's it's not what we should be talking about after the pay-per-view. Does it lead to other stories? Does it lead to you wanting to tune into Dynamite? Because they won't reference this on Dynamite, I don't think. I don't think. Uh, that's going to that, yeah, be very interesting. Does this then play into Punk maybe trying a heel character but then at the same point i don't know i because to, to reference that the difficulty is if they were to reference this on tv the... it makes press conferences be pointless because then it's all storylines yeah and also the elites seem to i mean it's, it's tough with the, with the intro that kenny omega has are the elite meant to be heels or faces like i'm really not sure they were heels for a long time but it's almost i don't really know where they are like if they're heels or faces or not because either way when you start ragging on the evps and referring to them as yeah you know not not champions or not you know just just oh their evps don't know how to manage a yeah target i'm not sure it's going to be very interesting i think this does build hype for dynamite and maybe maybe that was the plan but maybe it was. Maybe they're very clever people. I mean, we were doubting why they did the, the punk storyline with him hurting mm. his foot, but I don't know. Uh, McGraw, I don't get what side the elite are on because they still have Don Callis. Yeah. Yeah. 
Will um, you buy Deodora custom Young Bucks trainers, Tez? Uh, I didn't even know Theodora still existed. No, to be honest, I was like, I haven't heard that name for about 20 years. No, I mean, I, I used to quite like being the elite, and I will occasionally tune in, but more often than not, I just fast forward through to the Dark Order bits. Like, I've got no interest in the elite buying trainers that cost like thousands of dollars. Um, and uh, Ryan Nemeth, Dolph Ziggler's brother, he always does crap segments on there. Um, but yeah, now I've got no interest in buying. Wrestling merch, let alone trainers. No, uh, Mr. Price, I hate to be right. When I said Punk, when joined, I envisioned this was going to happen. Hate to be right. Not a priceless point proven, he says. Um, mm. But dude, it's, it was strange, I feel. Um, yeah. And I don't know if I... I can understand why I did it again, but... You know, got re stop that guy. Right, no, let's stop here. But I think Punk is such a strong personality on the microphone. If TK did say something like... Let's move on to the next question. Um, yeah. Punk would have just kept him talking. That would have pissed but him off more. That's it. Like when he started talking and then, I mean, and, and even when he did talk, all he did was sort of like apologize like to Punk about, uh, about, I don't know if it was Adam Page or whatever or, or something. He, he just, oh man, he just, he came across like such a bitch, I thought here, TK. And yeah, it doesn't seem, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> He's a boss. He's a very clever man. I mean, look what he's done. He runs the Fulham. He runs the Jacksonville Jaguars. Runs AEW. Books AEW. Does all the TV deals. So he's a very, very clever man. And he's got a lot of money to show for it. But I don't know. Maybe this isn't the role he should be having here. Sitting next to Punk and having this role. And being his best mate. It needs to be a bit of separation there. He almost needs uh, a team or at least a couple of people to do some of the writing that also aren't in ring so there's no potential sort of you know either nepotism or ego and just take some of that just just take some of that pressure off because you can't do everything um and he clearly can't you know can't control the boys yeah uh the inmates running the asylum was a famous uh comment mm. from the old oh, wcw yeah. Is that what's happening? Could potentially be happening here. Well, the invades are because they're all EVPs. But um, this sort of situation, this shouldn't be allowed. This would never happen under the watch of the Fed. And there's a reason why the Fed are a ginormous, ginormous billion, billion dollar company. Um, that you know, I would ne that's never happened under the Fed, has it? Fed's watch. No, and I think kind of with with good reason. It's that balancing act of. You have too much control over creative and what people say, and it comes across as false. And yeah. they don't they don't represent themselves as well as they can. Yeah. But you go too far the other end of the spectrum, and people with too much creative control. And I'm not talking about anyone in particular. I'm just kind of the impression, you know, WCW and and maybe maybe AEW. People have too much creative control in higher positions, then they're focusing on what they're doing to the detriment of maybe other areas of the product, which then leads into the inmates running the asylum. And this does seem like a jobs for the boys sort of thing. Like, Oh yeah, you know, we can all do things in power. Yeah, come on guys, let's do it. Teamwork makes yeah. the dream work. <laughs> this is where you, you know, TK would need to have. Are you talking about Kevin Nash, Tez? Kevin Nash yeah, is great. Kevin Nash is great. But yeah, TK needs to have like the, backbone of someone like i'm not going to big up vince McMahon the controversy but he wouldn't have let that kind of shit happen i no. doubt triple h would um and they're the only examples i've got because of you know, wwe but 
he doesn't fill me with as confidence that someone that can say, look, we're not having this shit. Well, imagine Hulk Hogan doing this in the 90s. Like when he was God. like, he would never do this. He was more clever. Punk's yeah. caused all this shit. Hulk Hogan done it. You know, if, if, if you believe all the rumors and the politicking and stuff, maybe Hulk Hogan was a bit more clever with, with the way he did it. If he's a top star of WCW back in the 90s and Punk's a top star of AEW, uh, mm-hmm. Hulk Hogan was much more clever in the way he did it. This causes a lot of... Uh, not good energies I feel for that that company when it should have been about the great pay-per-view and what's going to happen on Dynamite with MJF being back and the acclaimed and Sting being amazing still and the Kenny Omega that's what we should be talking about not this negative energy it's bullshit and it's, if it keeps continuing stuff like this it's not enjoyable as a wrestling fan it's maybe interesting for two minutes here but then you can't keep basing it around all the stupid backstage stuff it's not cool no uh, Hogan was sneaking underhanded it from the Miguel he was and it paid off for him <laughs> if he went out and done stuff like this he wouldn't have been the big star he was you know he's sneaky in a good way I guess it, it was good. it was good for him you know he never did this sort of thing um, but uh, Tez did you want to should we try and take some calls or do you want to do you want to meet her uh, yeah yeah I'll hang about are you sure I can do it if you want yeah, I'll, I'll stick with it. I'll see the show through. We'll take, we'll take, but we'll keep them short and sweet, guys, because it is late and we've had a mammoth wrestling weekend. But if you anyone wants to call in, we will open up the phone lines. The internet waiting room is enabled. The, the weekend has been utterly bananas, and I appreciate every one of you guys who has spent Thursday, Friday with us posting stuff, Saturday at Clash of the Castle, Sunday tonight. Thank you very much, Trevor. And we also posted Tony Ears, Ministry of Marvel. Ministry of Dragons and loads of other stuff this week. The NYS Network has had so much stuff and please do go check out some of the shows on the podcast feeds. Appreciate every one of you guys being here and you guys make it great for us, don't, don't they, Tez? What have you got coming up on Ministry of Horror tomorrow, Tez? Uh, yeah, so Ministry of Horror this week. Um, I'm going to... I'm not sure about reviews yet. I haven't watched any uh, <laughs> any new horror films recently. I've done Why? a lot of, uh, a lot of the wrestling. <laughs> well, I'm just watching Men in Pants uh, play, play fighting. Um, but we are going to be talking about the latest in horror news, as we always do. And we're going to be looking at um, classic universal monster films and the most kind of recent iterations of them. You know, your classic Dracula's, Frankenstein's monster, The Mummy. So we will be talking Tom about Tom Cruise's Mummy. Yeah, oh yes. Wicked. Um, was he the mummy in that film? Spoilers. No, no, oh. it was some woman. Was he the daddy? Um, he was the daddy, yeah. <laughs> I can't remember what happened in that film, but I remember thinking... This it was the end of the uh, Monsters universe, wasn't it? When they tried to do like a Marvel MCU thing, but with monsters, and it was the end oh. of it instantly. They, they tried that a couple of times. Like They tried it with the Wolfman, with Benicio Del Toro, and it was like, that was a CGI shit fest. Like, <laughs> they just don't seem to learn, like make a good film and then if it does well expand it but they go well let's let's do a film and do 20 other films associated with it but it's like well, if, you, if your first film sucks then what, what are you gonna do yeah uh, james jones says negative news is never good for any company bro wake up i know it's, that's what i said it's not good for anyone uh <laughs> it's terrible mm. no negative news you should be talking about positive stuff coming out of paper because it was a good bloody paper uh but we've got people in the chat in the chat call let's get let's admit barracles here he comes He's been out tonight, but he's got back just to call in right now. And here it is. Bericles is joining. He's here, Tez. Welcome to the show, Bericles. Hi, guys. I, I made it. How you doing, mate? Uh, yeah, not bad. Not bad. You guys? We're good, dude. We're good. Lots of wrestling has happened. Yeah. Did you stay oh, yeah. and watch all of, all of All Out? 
I watched all of All Out. I watched obviously watched uh, World where uh, World's Clyde. Wow. And then after after All Out, I finished about half four, maybe quarter to five. I watched House of the Dragon, and then I realized Rick and Morty started last night as well. So I watched that, and then I went to bed. <laughs> wow. That's a lot of watching, apparently. That was, yeah. yeah, it was like 10 hours of wrestling, and I was just like, you know what? I actually just fancy. And then once I'd gone to bed, I looked on Twitter and then heard about the aftermath stuff. Right. So I was like watching that, being like, I can't believe this is happening. <laughs> I know, it's so, crazy. What do you think it about was, it? It was really crazy. What do you think about the the quickly? What do you think about the pay per view? Give it a score out of ten. What do you reckon? Uh, pay per view is a solid seven or eight out of ten. I like I liked I liked a couple of matches quite a lot. Yeah, I thought the acclaimed uh, the acclaimed did really well. Really stood out. Yeah, they were great. But that's then to be said, I think Swerving Swerving Our Glory did a much better job than they've been doing lately, and they 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 kind of carried their end as well. Not that I think they're bad, but I you know it wasn't a one man show. It was a it was a match. Like there wasn't just one standout. It was just kind of like oh these. these these guys work well together. Yeah, no, they did. Yeah, I thought I, I do like them, but I, I, feel, I still feel like they put together a tag team. They didn't come in as a tag team, so yeah. Just, um, for bum. When's Wardlow going to get to face um, Keith Lee? That's the one. Wardlow or uh, Powerhouse Hobbs? That'd be good too. That see, people are people are a bit annoyed at that the the swiftness of that match, and I was like, that just makes Hobbs look devastating. Yeah, and Ricky Starks can come back from that because he's got the mouth. Yeah. To like cover for it, and you'd be like, "Oh, well, you you caught me once with one thing, and that was it. But you won't catch me again." Yeah, right. Um, and so, what did you think about the main event, um, Barclays? Well, the, the main event, the the, um, the ladder match, kind of intertwined, aren't they? Yeah. Because if you if you go back to the if you go back to the Discord, uh, everyone should join the Discord that is has, isn't on there. Um, you you can see you can see in the in the chat group that we're like, "That's MJF." It was very obvious who it was, uh, and then the main event happened, and I thought it was pretty good. It was very telling that the, the crowd were kind of fifty-fifty. Yeah, yeah, definitely. They they kind of weren't. I think everyone expected them to be punk, 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 and they were more fifty-fifty. And then is that because of all this stupid hangman crap? I think, and I think it's because, like, why did you bother losing it in the first place? If they're just gonna. It was playing too much up the Chicago angle. We are Chicago. Yeah, but I think because of all this stupid, I think because of all this rubbish that's happened, all this backstage stuff and Hangman and throwing him under the bus. Because a lot of AW fans look at those sort of press, that sort of press, um, probably got wrapped up in that. I and mean, it should have just been, you know, old Punk versus Moxley and everyone's behind it. In a way, no doubt. That's the, the thing is now. So you can understand the pissed offness for Punk because it's like he's oh, the main star. Then you're you're taking money out of people's pockets if you know if people start booing me. And that's a bit of an ego, but he is the main star there in a way. He is. The thing is, you don't go to the the press event and bury everyone. Mm. I mean, I'm a I'm a punk guy, or like let's put it this way, I was a punk guy. I still am a punk guy, but I think that was extremely unprofessional. Yes, uh, you've you've got three guys, three guys that I'm not the biggest fans of. I'm not the biggest fans of the Bucks or Kenny Omega. Yeah, but they've got a huge fan base. So you've just you've just crowned Punk the champion, and he's going up against MJF, who you're going to position as a heel. Yeah, right. And then in quote unquote reality, your big baby face has 
in reality turned heel. So you've kind of dampened that feud. It's kind of like, well, now I don't really, I don't really care that much if Punk. Yeah, yeah. If Punk lose, I mean, but no, it gets think, in the way of the feud. It just gets in the way of it. Well, MJF is MJF should probably win at Arthur Ashe yeah, in New York. Wow, yeah. Uh, so that won't be too. That won't be too long. But, Would that become potentially too predictable if we're going to, based on this recent event, if we're going into events uh, with AEW knowing that, well, the event's in that city, so they're going to win? They could not do it, though. They've, they've, they've done it before. I mean, Punk did lose in Chicago to MJF. Yeah. Mm. But right now, do you really want your world title on someone that is bad-mouthing half your company? I would take that Wait, opportunity. Wait, if he turns it into a heel thing, yeah. Uh, the problem is, p- people people will buy Punk's heel merchandise. Yeah, yeah. They might not buy that merchandise if they think Philip Brooks is a prick. And we can turn on his head as much as Jeff can, though, mate. He's a very talented man. True. I, uh, don't get me wrong. I think I think Punk's I think Punk's great. I do think he went a bit too far. He went too I far. Think somebody somebody pushed a button. Apparently, there were punches thrown after the, after the fact. So. Uh, it's all apparently happens, yeah. though. We'll find out. I mean, I, you know, we'll but find out. There's, there's enough. There's enough sources that have, have been crept in the past, even with story, even with stories that pe- people come out and go, "Oh, that never happened," and then they'll get fired and be like, "Oh yeah, that totally happened." I just told them. Yeah. To. You know what I mean? There are enough sources where I'm like, "Well, I, that got that was the guy that told me Punk was coming in." Why would they suddenly, you know, not have the the connections to tell me yeah. this? Yeah. 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 I know. Um, well, as much as I want to pretend everything is sunshine and rainbows in AEW, uh, they've they've got to turn into a business. Yeah, I know. They should, he shouldn't have done it, dude. It went too far. I can understand he why went, he did say his, his few bits, but he went too far. It, it's just oh, say, definitely, definitely. Don't do that. I can understand because he doesn't want anything to do with Colt Cabana, like I said. And people were throwing him under the bus to do with Colt Cabana. I can totally understand why he said that. There's people I've worked with. I don't want to. I would. I would do the same thing in his in his shoes. But then he went too far with it. And yeah, hopefully exactly. we can move and on for this and not thing. focus these, on it. These yeah. people are so loyal to... I mean, look at the the name of the company is All Elite Wrestling. Yeah. It's too people much. love those three. And if you if they think you are against them, it will be... No, stuff you. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, wasn't, um, wasn't Cody at one point part of the Elite? Um, he, he was, but he wasn't as soon as he got into AEW. They they soon separated off pretty quick. You know he, he's not out with Omega in the books and even Hangman is he? He he, he was kind of catching storylines in the entire separate yeah, yeah. thing. If they can do that, then fair enough. The problem is the match right now is probably after MJF for Punk would have pro- would have probably been a Hangman rematch or Omega. Now yeah. do they want to work together? Probably not. Probably Are they not. going to be professional enough to do that? Who knows? I would have said yeah, but you know what I mean. We'll find find out. I think the thing that annoys me about the whole thing we're concentrating too much on all this negativeness. It shouldn't be the thing we're focusing on. It's it's annoying, yeah, and that's what's annoying about it. Was pretty good. Like it was a bit scrappy in places. That ladder match was rough. Yeah, like they just they they never really got out the starting blocks. You know what I mean? It's almost like they botched a couple of well not botched they they messed up a couple of things. And it just never hit the stride. 
Mm. This is the sort of messy stuff that would be on a stupid documentary in years to come. Oh, I remember when this happened. And it's not the thing you should focus on. Should focus I on... was thinking about one one thing, though. Pay-per-views, them being 15 hours long or whatever, or 15 matches long, sorry. Um, would you rather they, they did monthlies or like a monthly pay-per-view? Or would you rather they did longer pay-per-views? No, definitely not longer. Uh, but I mean, it's a TV event. If you had, if you had this either, either this length of pay per view or more pay per views, um, I mean, that's the choice they got to make. Yeah, maybe they have to make that. Or, or the clash, make the clash of the um, title belt thing. What's that called? Uh, Battle belts. for the belts. May that be more more important and have big matches like that. I'd you know, say, that'd be good. I'd say that, but they have they have like named dynamites every other bloody week. And that was fine. The Jericho, you know, you got the, the the War Games match and the Jericho, you know, Jericho Moxie match a few weeks ago was good matches. I mean, it's, there's lots of good stuff. I mean, I think, again, they're still very much in their infancy and they're learning, aren't they? Still, to be fair. Yeah. They're only three years old. It's not like they've been going for 70 years like WWE. Um, but yeah, um, get cool. Um, Berkeley's going to get franchise on because it's getting late. I was going to say, I'll, I'll disappear because I can tell you guys have been going a while and I've only just popped off. It's all right, yeah. We're going we're gonna to get franchise on briefly and then uh, we're going to call it a night and end the Mammoth Wrestling five-day well, marathon. Well, thanks for the show, guys. I will, I'll go back and listen to everything. I just uh, Cheers, Berkeley. Thanks very much for everything you've done this weekend and this week. In Thank fact. you. Good to meet you Thank on you. Saturday, mate, as well. Appreciate Ta-ra. it. It was a grand day. Yeah, yeah. All right, see you there, mate. Nice Bye-bye. Here comes our franchise. He's joining the call. The final call of the mon- monstrous. I said like, I said it on MOS literally last week, Tez, uh, last mm. Sunday. This week is going to be the biggest week in MOS history. And I think I was right. It definitely, <laughs> it definitely has been. And uh, on the line now, who is it? It's the franchise. I know. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> How you doing, mate? It's all right, actually. Um, I listened to last week or last night's show, but I'm on my way back, so... Yeah, but because you feel late, it's like you bring close out. I enjoyed Will Clyde, um, Clash of the Castle. I really enjoyed that. It's quite funny because I watched the press conference um, afterwards and I recognised some of the people that were giving out questions, people that I actually do know. So they like, I'm here because Franchise gave me his pass. <laughs> um, franchise, <laughs> you know, th- thank you to the franchise. The, the, this event took place in Cardiff because of the franchise. Uh, I'm surprised Triple H didn't say that. Go as well at the same week, so it's a coincidence. I've foreseen it. I'm surprised Triple H didn't say that, mate. I was like, you know, he was on, he was on this morning, or you know, and you know, going live, and all those programs Triple H was on. Why was he not, um, you know, saying about you? I'm very surprised. Uh, I like to be in the, the behind the scenes. That's oh, how okay, it yeah, okay. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> no, I enjoyed it. Did you get? Did you get to see the augmented reality? Yeah, we saw augmented reality. It was amazing. Right. Yeah, no, I enjoyed watching World Clyde. I thought it was like quite interesting. I thought Clash of the Ch- Castle and World Clyde were the two sh- p- two places that stole the show. Flip on that to AEW. Uh, the f- oh, this is gonna sound. I thought this is gonna sound bad. What I'm gonna say now, so it's like if you, I've got the buzz already. Don't worry, go for it. Right, okay. Well, I'm saying literally that um, CM Punk needs to take some of that blame himself for what he's saying about AEW because part of it is it is his fault. He should be he should be kissing. In, in my opinion, he should be kissing Tony Khan's ass and um, the Young Bucks oh. for them like to have AEW and Cody as well for them to have that company in the first place. But right. he's part of the problem as well. The thing is, I- I'm going to use another analogy. Say someone called John, for instance, like he blames everyone else. It's all his, uh, it's everyone's fault. But then he's got to look at it back himself that it's his own fault as well. Because CM Punk, I think CM Punk, he, he moans about everything. But in the company... 
What has he done to make the company better himself? They've had three million dollar gates that he's been headlining. Right, that that's but what has he done internally to make the company better? Because all he's all I hear is just moaning there. and moaning. He's just moaning for no apparent reason. I don't get it. Because at the end of the day, he's not enhanced. He's not moaning that for company. no apparent well, reason. No, because he got fr- so he got thrown under the bus about somebody he doesn't want anything to do with publicly and got fed up with it. And so uh, he, he's not throwing the well, company under the bus. He's throwing people who throw him under the bus. I think the analogy here, and I will say this as a staunch uh, Manchester United fan, uh, is you could look at this as uh, Ronaldo returning to the club of uh, uh, punk. No, ma- to no AEW. Manchester United chat on MOS, mate. Sorry. Um, <laughs> well, in, in terms of he does good business for them because he's a huge name, and we know that from the events. But it seems that in the last few weeks, a lot of behind the scenes drama, and you could oh. look at it going back to one person. So I think. This is where Tony's job has to be, in my eyes. I've got a guy who prints money for us, basically, so he is valuable to the company. Yeah. But I'm running the company, so you got to have that balance. And if Punk can be a team player and not ruffle too many feathers, unprofessionally, let's say, then it can work and it can be yeah. good. But well, TK, TK, can't, like, TK well. can't let him run... run you know. Yeah, but it's like okay. Let's look at the look at WWE press conference. You had Roman Reigns come out and he said to um, Alex McKenzie, he said, "Oh, acknowledge him," and he kind of walked on that way. I didn't think Tony Khan's TK just as much to play. He, I didn't think he owns that company. He should have literally called an audible and just ended the press conference. Or if he's out there, get someone else to the press conference. If Dixie Carter was like that, Dixie Carter wouldn't do anything like that in Impact. The problem with that, Tony Khan. Shit about Impact. Oh, what I'm saying, like, but at least, at least she knew how to handle the media. Completely but, different, dude. They didn't have two, three one million dollar gates oh, in saying, a row. Completely different, Price, mate. Price has said, Price has put it in the chat room earlier. I'm back. He's had the arty zip of um of wrestling. He wants to please everyone all the time, but sometimes Tony Khan needs to show who's boss at times. And like, because at the end of the day, all it is the main thing I think that problem with AEW at the moment. There's no locker room leader, and it's turning into WCW 2000, literally. Where there's no there's no dynamic there, and if he's not careful, he might have all that money. It'd be like you say, like Man United, it, it, another Man United analogy. It's like the Glazers pulling all that money in into United, and then take a lot of money out and put it on the other like places, like and the Buccaneers and stuff like that. Maybe you should be concentrating more on ROH than AEW. So the same thing, dude. I think or, just, or just and or put someone else in charge. Because all then he's micromanaging his company, and if he's not careful, we're going to be looking in the next couple of years to rise and fall of AEW. I don't. I think I don't agree at all. Franchise. No, I know you don't agree, but what I'm saying is that at the end of the day, Tony Khan stood there. He's like, it's like what I said. He's like Dominic when he looks at Rhea. He just took it like a bitch and like <laughs> let him, let him, let he literally let him berate his own company. For no, and just yes. let you that's the thing. All do, everything well, aside, it's that I don't think we're on a WCW 2000 situation, but he let him berate the company. And business yep. wise, it's not good. But also, Hangman did the same thing, and the press reported on it. So if yeah, he said saying, she said tic tac toe, yeah, but what I'm saying is no locker room leader. Even Eric Bischoff has said the same thing, and he's like, so this, like, this well, stuff ruins wrestling. We shouldn't talk about it. It's, it's, no, it's we spoke bringing that negativity, but all the thing is that. I think that CM Punk is part of the problem as well. You can't say he's not because I think he is. 
whether which way because he he did the same thing in WWE and started moaning and like oh or this at the end of the day and he's like oh he took his dummy and he's like well, no, I'm fine WWE retaliated in their own way but at the end of the day maybe you should sit back and look at he is part of the problem as well and what has he done to change it there's a lot we don't know dude it's all hearsay no, no, mate, that's what I mean we don't know but the thing is that like I said like I've always said um, AEW needs to hire someone good at media or someone to like that because I think having Tony out there it actually harms him at the moment it harms him yeah, and the it harms the whole company Miss um, if Roman did that in front of Triple H would have deemed them professional and it would have been but I look at the WWE press conference you had him press conferences was bullshit mate it was all kayfabe it was rubbish yeah but uh, probably but at least Definitely. it's in some ways like that he could have handled it but I you think can't, it, you I can't look at those two things the same. The same. Yeah, but what I think is, what I think is at the moment is that t- Tony is concentrating more on the other products instead of making his own product better, and that's what's hindering him. And yeah, where, you get, where have you got that from then? Concentrate on WWE. No price. If you look at prices, prices agree to be in. TK legit has a jealousy bug with NXT and NXT UK ceasing. Clash of the Castle of the World is. Not- I don't know. The world is, different is talking not about his show and company. TK wishes he can do a stadium show. He's jealous as fuck. The thing is, he's he doing the stadium show. He's doing the flipping Grand Slam. That's 20,000, 30,000 in yeah. there. But what I'm saying is, yeah, but I think what he's trying to say literally is that um, he, if he's competing with WWE money, he's not going to succeed long term. Most of the wrestling companies have done the same thing and it's hindered them at some points where it's, they've taken a step back. I don't think that's the well, case with this. I think they're they're on they're, they're still on a, some form of of role, uh, no, not I, a sandwich. But I think Tony's micromanager. I think Tony needs to take. He, he might be the owner of advance. It might be the owner of the company. But the thing is that he's damaged his own stock personally if he stays on every. It's like Vince McMahon when he first came, like before we knew he was the owner, he was like, "Oh, he's doing commentary." Then when people came in and then people started to boo him and stuff like that. But that's what I mean. It happens to every wrestling owner. <laughs> Dixie Carter the same thing, where she was more concentrating on like being in front of the camera than behind the camera. Maybe Tony needs to take a step back and think about how to run the company, like the NFL. Or if not, he's gonna he's literally gonna it's gonna turn to points like it's like with Discovery at the moment. It's like um, was it? I was reading an article the other day about Peacock. Peacock want to um, cut a lot of their money back as well on their like Discovery is same thing as well. So they want to try and spend a lot less money like they do on the network with Peacock, like WWE cut a bit of money back on it. Yeah. And that's what I think it's going to be a situation where it's going to be like the stream was. But the thing is, if he's not careful with um, Tony and Thingy, it's going to be, it's going to cause, it's going to cause damage for both companies. We'll find out. We'll find out. This is you the wrong thing to be talking about. And yeah, it's going to cause damage and us talking about it. The thing is what we've said this weekend. Oh, wait, wait, I haven't finished yeah. what I'm saying. Okay. <laughs> right. The thing is we said this weekend and leading into it, wrestling wins, right? Yeah. This is, it's, a, it's a cliche saying that I, I invented all those years ago. Um, but wrestling was winning this weekend. And now we're looking at this negative oh, thing. As wrestling fans, we shouldn't be looking at this bullshit thing. Let's move on and just enjoy wrestling. Yes, it's happened and it's bullshit. And but it's but, so negative. We can't focus. It's not mean AEW is going to go down the shit because of last night. No, but if it, it keeps is, continuing, it's not good. But it's, it's just one upmanship. It's like WWE put on a good show with a clash and everything else, and then AEW so thinking, oh, let's 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 see how we can up one upmanship. And CM Punk thinks, okay, does it for himself and goes on and makes it negative. But it should be so one upmanship. They're, let, they're business. Let them look. Just let the let the wrestling show 
what, what is all about, not not what audio stuff. Because CM Punk's they... comments last night have nothing to do with one-upmanship for WWE. Uh, I we agree to disagree a little bit, but right. to think would it, if you did if you did that in, in another company, would he what would he get? Would he have the same thing? Would he he would he spend it or been fined? And then Tony's done nothing. But that's what I mean. Sometimes it's like the wrestling's been a good wrestling week. Like you've had t- you've had near enough two stellar shows of one company, one stellar show and another company. But the thing is that at the end of the day, it's like Tony needs to take a step back and think, what does he want from the company as a whole? Okay. And um, make money. Make change, money. Change Everyone money. wants to make money. It's all about business franchise. I think the main thing you have to think about, like Erratic Agent says, is do we now refer to Punk as CM, like Ale- 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 Alex Marquez CM did. Just CM, CM. Uh, Just call him or CM. CM. Or CM Flop, as I've no, been saying. No, it wasn't CM Flop. That made a lot of money that paid for you. Um, <laughs> franchise. Yeah. I think yeah. it's time. It's time. Well, it's got the wrestling madness has come to an end for this net last few days. And thank you very much for phoning in, brother. Yeah. I'd just like to say, just like before I go, I'd like to say I did have a sandwich this weekend. Go on in quick. I had a nice, um, like, cheese toasty, like a Welsh rabbit. Um, cheese on it okay end of and that's it yeah well done I never normally think of a toasty as a sandwich but it is isn't it well it is it's bread stuff it is bread I had a sandwich today as well peanut butter and tomato sauce there we go (laughs) franchise thank you for phoning in no Appreciate problem it, at all, guys. We'll catch you in the see week. You Good vibes Take to you. There we go, Tez. And uh, the Miguel post sent us a picture. Said is a picture MJF posted of him just sitting on a plane, and here it is. I've just found it on the internet, Mason Superhighway. I'll just post it on top of our heads, oh, okay. uh, uh, just so we can show everyone quickly. MJF says he's just chilling on a plane, and his is from his Twitter feed. I've just nicked it. Is this it? There you go. Oh, hang on. Oh, damn it. Hang on. Transform fit screen. Bang. There you go. MJF's feet sitting on a plane. Not really very interesting, is it? But that was on his Twitter. So he's just oh. chilling on the plane. And there we go. All right, okay. Uh, but I like his shoes. I like everyone wearing cool shoes now these days. But um, thank you very much for everyone being here. It's been a mammoth week of wrestling. It's late. We've gone late, Tez. I thought we were going to be an hour, but we've gone nearly two. And uh, I've got to still oh. render this this, this uh, podcast and get it all up on the Information Superhighway for podcast listeners. But guys, thank you very much for checking out this show. We appreciate it. Thank you for spending the last five days with us on this mammoth wrestling weekend from sitting here with kev on thursday to cardiff to watching all out to previewing all out to reviewing all out to doing lots of other stuff it's been epic tez and tomorrow tez will be back with more on camera stuff for ministry of horror i'm thinking tomorrow's episode is going to be a 25 minute episode <laughs> right here's the horror news but yeah okay now let's get to the universal monsters job done have a good nice week bye <laughs> it's been a lot i'm going to bed it's been a long time but thank you very much guys it's really good that you guys have been here with us and we really appreciate it and um We'll be back with lots of other stuff this week on the MOS Network. Gaming, MOS next, Ministry of Slam next Sunday. Probably more other stuff all the time. We're live. And uh, thank you very much to everyone. Thank you, Tez, as well, for all the hard work you do, brother. Oh, thank you for, you you know, everything you do, man. And thank you to everyone who contributes. And uh, also, big shout out to every single person who is a member on this channel. Everyone who signs up for the memberships helps this channel grow and helps us with financial financially helps us as well and we can invest that money back into ministry of slam and help ministry of slam grow and the mos network grow not just ministry of slam 
and help the whole MLS network grow. So thank you very much to the Miguel, Erratic Agent, Rick Moran, Statford, Blood Productions, TVU, Unexplained Possibilities, Gareth, The Legend of Forecast, Dan from Chicago, John Larry, Thor, Merrill, Bericles, and The Gruff. Thank you very much to those guys for being members. Really appreciate it. And thank you very much to everyone who spent the last five days with us as we've done all this wrestling stuff. Wrestling is definitely winning, Tez, whether people are shooting on the microphone at a press conference or you're sitting there with 65,000 people blowing your ears out when a guy who's not from Wales, but we pretend he is for 30 minutes, has an epic match against Roman Reigns. It was a great weekend. And I was um, thank you very much, everyone, for spending your time with us and making it even better than it should have been. And cheers, Tez. Is it time to go, Tez? I think it's time to go, man. It's time to go. Good night, everybody. And thank you very much to everybody again. I'm tired, Tez. I'm going. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. <laughs>